Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode will be a continuation of the previous review in which we are talking about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So this is the sequel to Jurassic World, obviously. It came out three years after in 2018 and I haven't seen it in a very, very long time. I think it was showing... I don't know if it was last Christmas or the Christmas before, but I'm sure it was on TV and I remember watching the start of it again, but I cannot remember at all the last time I sat down and watched this whole film from start to finish. And you know what? It's actually really, really good. Now the reviews weren't as good. The reviews weren't that good for the first film anyway, but they were even worse for this one. And to an extent I can understand why, because I don't think the story is quite there. The script isn't that good and the characters I just don't really care for other than the likes of Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Everybody else is pretty insignificant and I don't think the villains are particularly strong but this film is gorgeous. I swear it's one of the nicest looking blockbusters I think I've ever seen. It is so so beautiful to look at and especially in 4k. I've got the 4k copy of it on disc and it really blew me away how good this film looks. Right the cinematography is amazing. The lighting. I want to talk about the lighting because so many big films nowadays just rely on darkness for the sake of it. The Batman, Morbius, The Northman to an extent. All these films are really dark and hard to see you know it's all very well making it dark for purposes of the genre and the aesthetic that the film is going for but if you struggle to see something on the big screen it's not good I'm sorry it's just not the Batman did something clever with the lighting occasionally when it would have muzzle flashes just to light up the screen sure that works that's fine but what this film does is something I've really rarely seen and I didn't even remember this film did it so well but everything is bright everything is really easy to see it's shot and framed fantastically. J.A. Biona, the director, has done a great job here, and he's a great director anyway. He did A Monster Calls and The Impossible before this, but he hasn't done anything since, which is kind of depressing, but he is doing a couple of episodes of the Lord of the Rings series that Amazon are doing, so that's going to be beautiful to look at, I'm sure. But with this film, everything is lit perfectly, right? The shadows are cast tremendously well, the darkness is there, sure, because obviously it's dinosaurs, so there's got to be some darkness. And when they're in the forest and not knowing where the dinosaurs are, it pays for it to be dark. But even then, the camera is worked so well that everything is in shot at all times and everything is visible for audiences. That's all we want from a film, because... I love the Batman, but it was too dark, because when I came out from the cinema after watching it in the middle of the day, my eyes were stinging because readjusting to the brightness outside compared to how dark the film is, it's shocking. No film should make you feel like that. And this really blew me away because not only are the shots amazing to look at in terms of a visual style, but they are just easy and nice to look at because of how bright it is. And I don't know how they managed to have so many jump scares and so many really jarring moments, even though it's still bright as hell. So I really got to commend this film. It looks incredible. It feels fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if it's as fun as the first movie in the franchise because Jurassic World had quite a nice nature to it because it was just exploring the island before everything goes wrong. And this film kind of follows a similar trajectory to begin with in the sense that we don't get introduced to Chris Pratt's character until about 17 minutes in, which is eerily similar to the first film in which it was 18 minutes in when we finally got introduced to Owen Grady. 
But with this one, he's brought in again to go and solve the situation that's happening on the island. But this time, there's a volcano that's erupting, and they've got to save the dinosaurs. They've got to evacuate them. Now, there's a whole plot here about, is it ethical to save the dinosaurs? Should we just let them die? Technically, we've made them. They're not extinct anymore, so they have a right to live. It's all very much political to begin with, and I'm not really the biggest fan of that. But when they're on the island for the first hour, it's really quite fun. And then the next hour is more of a... I don't even know how to describe it because there's a whole auction that takes place with the secret underbelly of the bad guys at play here with selling off dinosaurs to the highest bidder and just trying to make money off them. So that whole plot line is fine. I'm not really against it. I'm not really for it. And then it starts to really introduce the big bad dinosaur, the Endoraptor or the Indoraptor, whatever they call it. I don't think it's as good as the Indominus Rex from the first one, but I didn't love that one too much. But in this one, it's still really f scary, and there's one moment in particular that is crazily well executed. And there are so many sequences that are really strong in this film, right? From the camera style and how it's kind of done in a one take, to some really long held shots when they're in the water in the gyropod thing and Chris Pratt is trying to break into it. That's all done in one take, that looks fantastic. There's a bit near the end too with the dinosaur fight sequence which is done in one take which looks fantastic. This film is just directed, oh it's directed so so well. I think it's much better directed than Jurassic World but I do think the writing is at fault here and some of the moments with the characters interacting with one another I don't really care for, I really don't care for Ted Levine's character, but I was watching some behind the scenes footage on the disc of the movie and it's really clever how they made this film. A lot of the dinosaurs were practical and they would have multiple people playing multiple parts of a person, so when one character gets his arm bitten off but the arm remains in the dinosaur's mouth, they would have the one guy getting his arm bitten off with a green sleeve on so you wouldn't see his arm, and then you would have another guy wearing a whole black bodysuit but just the arm was on show, so when the dinosaur bites down on the arm, the main guy drops down so you can't see his arm, but the guy in the black suit keeps his arm up there, so that's what's being bitten off. I think that's really clever, and I love what they're doing with this film. Going back to practicality of it all, but the CGI still looks fantastic, and yeah, the whole volcano erupting situation, it's fine, it's pretty interesting. There's a bit of a sad moment with a Brachiosaurus, so yet again the Brachiosaurus is breaking our hearts, but I really, really enjoyed it a lot more than I remember enjoying it, which... It's pretty surprising because I remember disliking the first Jurassic World when I first saw it, but now I really love it. And the same with this one, but I remember enjoying it more because I went to the midnight screening when it got released back in June 2018. So four years ago, which is crazy. I don't think I've seen it in about three years, to be honest. But honestly, it is worth a rewatch and I think it is, I think it's better than the first. I mean, I know that's controversial, and yeah, there are moments when it definitely isn't, and there's a very clear moment at the end that's like, hmm, do we set up a sequel, or do we just leave it at this? I know, we'll set up a sequel, so they press a button, quite literally and figuratively, to set up the sequel. Now, the sequel coming out in a couple of weeks' time, when I'm recording this, I am very excited for it, however, I do think there's going to be some issues, because knowing how this movie ends, which I'm not going to say, the new film was apparently set four years after, but knowing the ending, how has anything managed to uh, survive for four years, that's all I'll say. But look, the ending of this film is good, I think once again the third act is really strong. There's a, the opening is great too, I really enjoy the opening, it has some great cinematography moments, and yeah, really quite tense. Oh god, there's... Oh my god, here you go. There's a really, really intense scene with a T-Rex and Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard trying to extract blood from it. And it is 
bonkers how that scene plays out. I loved it so much, but it ends so insanely too. And I would watch that on repeat again and again and again, because it is so just really chilling to watch. And I love it when these films go for that chilling and quite scary aspect, because yeah, dinosaurs are scary and there's a bit at the end you think one thing's going to happen because you can see it setting up in the background any other film would have played it exactly how you think it's going to play out and then Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom comes in and says we're going to do something different and we're going to scare the living out of you and it did because I did not expect that I forgot that was happening <laughs> so that is great insane jump scare right at the end enjoy that and like I've said the rest of the film is perfectly fine yeah the writing isn't good but it's fun it's enjoyable and it's a Jurassic World movie it's dinosaurs it's Chris Pratt being awesome it's Bryce Dallas Howard knocking out of the park I think she's fantastic I just like these films I actually really really do so I'm super excited for the new one and oh my god Jeff Goldblum's back in this one Ian Mal so it's going to be good to see Sam Neill and Laura Dern return in the new one. I mean, I'm sorry if that's a spoiler, but they're in the trailer, so it's not really that big of a spoiler. But look, I don't want to talk too much more. I hope you go and watch this film in preparation for the new one. I am curious what people think. Is it as good as the first one? Because a lot of differences, and that's the good thing about this film, it feels like a Star Wars Last Jedi, because there are some moments that are really quite pivotal and are going to upset people. But I think that's good, and I'm all for sequels going against the grain and doing a complete U-turn at times from what you'd typically expect or you know associate with that franchise before. So this film could have been just a generic sequel like the original Jurassic Park. So let's just have a different island. Let's just have exactly the same thing play out, but it's on a different island now. Well, hey, but this film does something clever. It's a proper continuation, but it isn't afraid to take risks. And I think this film deserves a lot more credit than it actually gets. So with that, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom... I've really enjoyed it. I really, I cannot get over how beautiful this film is. And the scene at the end with the bedroom sequence and that hybrid raptor slowly working its way into the room and just creeping up on the little girl is terrifying. But it's so good. And there's a shot of a rocking horse and the shadow in the background. And then all of a sudden you see the shadow open its mouth. So that's the raptor. That is so f good. I love it. I love how clever this film is. It's really good. So with that, I'm done. I've been Kieran, and I shall speak to you in what may possibly be the review for Jurassic World Dominion in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.